Hi there and welcome to episode 57 of the ADHD Adults podcast. I'm James Brandt, the one who feels pain every time he records this podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by a reverse paracetamol, the man whose mere presence is painful for everybody around him, Dr. Alex Connor. Hi, Alex. Yo, November. Yo, November. Because it, it's November. You've done a, a year of this now, haven't you? I'm, I'm kind of guessing, is, is it getting difficult? You know, you're getting to the point where you, you've stretched your, your ability to pick unfunny hellos to that. Anyway, how are you or whatever? I'm excellent, thank you. Very, very happy. We even popped up into ninth position, didn't we, on the Apple Mental Health Podcast mm. chart thingy for Great Britain. That's the official term. So, I mean, the numbers are stupid, always increasing, very silly. And one of our AADHD army, that's what I started, I, that would... Although that would be a terrible army or a really good army for a bit. And then, you know, not great when it got boring. Anywho, one of us, they, one of us, they, we got a letter. I mean, just carry on. <laughs> That's right, James. It's from Robert from Kidminster. And it says, I heard your episode on masking. I've been masking ever since James was born. I've been literally wearing a mask. I'm ashamed of him. Thanks for your honesty, Robert. Don't blame you at all. Uh, I've been sent a real letter. Um, uh, <laughs> definitely not shouting in the background. <laughs> I thought that was somebody shouting the letter at you. So, ooh, let's hear this it, real yeah. letter shouted. Okay. This is better. This is a podcast with just me on it, which I'm sure everyone would probably hate, to be honest. Um, yeah, so read out the real letter then, Alex. The real letter is, uh, it's from John, not his real name. Actually, it is his real name, but I didn't ask, so let's say it isn't. I'm reading out some of it anyway. I've just stumbled across your podcast and binged the first 14 episodes in a day. And holy shit, it's all so bloody relatable. Thank you so much for putting it all into words and sharing your experiences. It validates my experience a lot. I first realized I might have ADHD from watching ADHD social media accounts and have been hyper-focused on the subject since then. Very also relatable. A load of it's redacted because it's personal. And then I'm 45 and also redacted. I'm a, And my life has always been bloody difficult compared to most people. <laughs> I get that. But I've become a master of masking my inadequacies. And now I feel like I might have an explanation for this and have been able to give myself a bit of a break instead of constantly beating myself up, which has been exhausting. Anyway, I feel like I've gone forever, so I'm going to stop now, but I'll probably be in touch again. Hope you don't mind. Thank you so much. I really mean it. John, his real name. We really don't mind. Uh, James no, minds. I, I mind that this, this, I mean, that was quite a long one, John, not his real name. It is his real name. If you could, if you're, if you're going to get Alex to read something out, can you just make them brief? I mean, just as a bit of advice for people writing in, because I don't like listening to him and I don't think the listeners do as well, but John, not his real name. It is his real name. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Yeah. Don't make them brief. I like them all. Uh, internationally, we oh, unbelievably yeah. have reached 133 yeah. countries. We have no idea. No idea. Honestly, I'm going to say Morocco. This really is. I don't know if you've seen the film uh, Crash. The one about car crashes, not the one about um, sexy times. No, no, sorry, not, not about sexy times. The, one, the really uh, overtly heavy-handed one about racism. But this is a little bit like watching that slow car crash moment when you do this Alex I haven't seen either of them we are of course both bewildered and grateful to all of our listeners all 15 so this week we'd like to say a big mahaban oh, to our Moroccan listener assuming you understand garbled darija although James I realize that 90% of people use this uh sort of 
realised or read? Vernacular. Well, that's yeah. how. Well, I mean, that's how I went squeaky. I, that's how I realised. How do you realise yeah. things? <clears throat> but I, 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 that's a, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to tell me what the derivation of the word realises, but I, anyway, we'll move on. As usual, this really startling example of how not to do a podcast of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts, which is a theme. Last week, we talked with Mrs. ADHD in a massively chaotic episode about ADHD and masking. And this week, we're focusing on something which is one of those somatic comorbidities, if you like. So one of those issues which isn't psychiatric, but is often found in people with ADHD, and that's pain. It's something that I know a lot about, both from having to work with um, Alex and to live with Mrs. ADHD. But we're going to ask the question, and hopefully Alex is a psychoeducation monkey, and he called you something really bad then. <laughs> My God, that was a good save. We're asking, what are the links between ADHD and pain? As usual, those three parts are going to be the evidence-based psychoeducation um, delivered by the monotonous, barely human collection of round-faced meat. Alex, a psychoeducation monkey. Hello. Our personal reflections on ADHD and pain, of which, as usual, I have lots. And then the final bit will be some spunk trumpeting about how to deal with the subject. Well, now, how not to deal with pain or something else. So, Alex, in many ways, life is pain when it's spent with you. So, fire away, Shrek. Thank you, donkey. <laughs> Scottish there. Oh, God. So acute pain, immediate acute pain, obviously very necessary. Touch a hot pan and you move your hand away. When something causes almost constant pain, chronic pain, any chronic pain can be is really a major health problem. This damages the life of, of or the quality of life of, of millions of people. The prevalence of chronic pain, nearly 10%, but about 8% in general population. A recent news report on the BBC suggested it might be as, as many as a quarter of us living with chronic pain. So this is a big issue. The homeless magazine. No, thanks, James. I'm just, <laughs> um, <laughs> just checking. <laughs> is that what you're doing? The big issue joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But where does AD, I like it. Where does ADHD come in? And when we... When we talk about pain, why are we talking about ADHD and pain? Some research has found that ADHD adults report changes to perceptual functions or how we recognise and interpret sensory stimuli. That means, James, how we feel stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Al. This appears... You're welcome. This appears, Professor, you are... This, fake, <laughs> this appears to be particularly altered in the perception of pain. James, that means how we know we have a boo boo. <laughs> On top of sake. this, chronic, <laughs> chronic pain can be can cause increased impulsivity, and also induces attentional and cognitive deficits. So, a vicious cycle, right? Mo ADHD, mo pain, mo pain, mo ADHD. Mo pain is my rapper name. I, I, I shiver. I shudder. When you say these things, you know, it, it makes me, uh, oh, my skin crawls. Well, what links ADHD and pain? <laughs> I mean, I'm about to obviously just say dopamine in a moment. Yeah. So there is some evidence that suggests that dopamine, one of the neurotransmitters, which is busted in ADHD. <laughs> James wrote that small line of the script. Is also involved in how we feel pain. So dopamine is there for what we call processing of pain. 
an example of this research was in patients with Parkinson's disease, not ADHD, but a disease where dopamine levels are reduced. These patients reported more pain sensitivity. On top of this, painful clinical conditions like the horrible sounding burning mouth syndrome, mm. or uh, fibromyalgia, restless leg syndrome, which we talk about a lot in ADHD land, are thought to be linked to abnormalities in dopaminergic neurotransmission. That's dopamine going around your brain box, Jamie. A couple of things. Firstly, I bet you say you said fibroblasts when you were a scientist in the lab, didn't you? Because most people call it fibromyalgia. Do they? Yes. yes. Most, most, most people say a lot of things, don't they, James? A lot of wrong yeah, things. Yeah, okay. Anyway, the other thing is, again, we always talk about, often talk about dopamine is like the shorthand for ADHD and, you know, other neurotransmitters are available. Mm. But is there anything that this wonderful chemical doesn't fuck up when it's not there? Yeah, we really need it, don't we? Mm. Right. So let's focus on ADHD. See what I did? Shit joke. Studies have shown <laughs> the following. One of my boring lists alert. So clacks on. Woo! Oh, Sam Adults with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> That's really out of character. <laughs> woo woo! <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Amazing. <laughs> adults with ADHD seem to have more chronic pain than non ADHD adults. A lot more. Mm. As many as 80% of adults with ADHD reporting widespread pain, compared with, it depends who you argue, talk to, about 17% of normals. Can't say that. <laughs> Interestingly, you know, in a way, Pain has been linked with heightened muscle tone that some adults with ADHD have, not us. We're 47. <laughs> this might in indicate that chronic pain in ADHD is, could be a long-term secondary effect of heightened muscle tone. There's a new but as yet unproven idea. James wrote theory in the, in the script, which upset me greatly. An unproven hypothesis is that inflammation in the brain underlies altered, altered pain perception. And pain sensitization, like how, how likely we are to feel it in people with ADHD. As an aside, depression is increasingly thought to be caused as well by inflammation in the brain, which could also be partly infection and just general inflammation, as opposed to inappropriate neurotransmitter levels. That can lead on to low neurotransmitter mm. levels, which is why maybe Prozac and those serotonin things work, even though it isn't necessarily because of them. Boring, I know. Anywho. As usual, not all the research agrees. One study reported that reduced pain perception was associated with ADHD, suggesting children and adolescents without MPH treatment, Ritalin really, were reported to have lower pain perception compared to both non-ADHD people and ADHD patients medicated with methylphenidate, Ritalin. It's important to remember that studies are small numbers, especially in ADHD, because no fucker will fund us. So it's difficult to generalise to all ADHD people and adults different to children and we're all a bit different. Mm. Point is, ADHD doesn't necessarily mean you have more pain. Might do. Probably does. Might mean you have less. Could be, depending on the person. <laughs> so it could be either or that you have less or more pain because of your ADHD. You've, you've, I think you've simples. hinted at this in the last, yeah, simples, in the last, in the last um, bit. So I suppose the usual question um, as the Verve once um, obviously got completely wrong. Do the drugs work? They might do. Mm. Following methylphenidate treatment, both cold pain threshold and cold pain tolerance in ADHD, a lot of fun doing those experiments. 
whack them in a bath. So the, the subjects increased significantly. Sorry, sorry, the tolerance and the threshold. Yeah. So the amount they can take and how long they can take it for increased significantly in ADHD adults who were treated compared to ADHD adults who weren't treated, not compared to uh, the rest of the population. So it, it would appear that for some pain, yeah, mm. a separate study in women with ADHD, <laughs> I mean, probably the first time we've said that, <laughs> reported that, this, <laughs> yeah, honestly, the, the, the lack of representation in research, let's not mm. do that yet reported that women with ADHD who had ongoing treatment with stimulants reported a significantly lower prevalence of chronic widespread pain than those not treated. Small study. Well done, concisely and less monotonously done than, than usual. I'm going to put you on the spot now, Al. Um, there's some evidence that swearing whilst you're be receiving a painful stimuli reduces uh, or increases the threshold and certainly increases tolerance. I don't know if you know anything about whether we get dopamine release from swearing do you think yeah yeah exactly and and not just dopamine as well but noradrenaline and it has to be swearing in a language where you understand that socially that's inappropriate so if yeah, i swear in german where i live because the, the, they don't really mean anything to me i wouldn't get the same mm. effect it has to be socially relevant <laughs> well the, the german people to. don't mean anything to you <laughs> no they they do they they kind of do uh <laughs> they, but yeah, because the words don't. Or if if somebody speaks English as a second language in England, the swearing they'll. You might have heard it actually. They swear like troopers, right? Yeah. Often. And so yes, it does. It gas. It gives us this this reaction, and that can reduce pain. Incidentally, people with ADHD swear more, and people who are more emotionally intelligent tend to swear more. And I like that fact. Well, that was fucking marvellous. But it leads us into a break, so we'll come, back in part, we'll come back in part two for our personal reflections. Uh, see you in a bit. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. No, I said, are you bringing us well, back Welcome in? back to episode 57 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. We are talking about ADHD and pain. And this is part two, where almost always we do personal reflections on ADHD and pain. Brace yourself, Sheila. <laughs> James is going to bang on a lot now because, honestly, oh, God. you should see the text on this. James, you you might as well start because I don't want to yeah. use the word wuss. <laughs> that's, um, that's pain shaming, Alex. Mm, so ableism. I, I'm going to start this backwards from what I've written down. The first thing is I think I have an embarrassingly low pain threshold um, in that some of the the, the the little niggles, particularly sharp pains. So our cats, if they even put one claw near my skin, I scream and they jump off my lap. Mrs. ADHD will let them claw at her legs. You know, no sense, no feeling on her face um, for hours and she's fine. But that it's absolutely I can't even I can't bear it. If I stub my toe, then good God, the, the swear words come out then. So I, I do have a low pain threshold. But alongside that, I've had a lot of shit go on in my life. As you know, my, I had something called a spondylolisthesis, which is a bit like breaking your back when I was a nurse and, and 20 years old. So my spine's been screwed together. I'm in pain every day from when I wake up to when I go to sleep and waiting a little bit of an operation. So chronic pain, that's related to something, but I don't know if my pain threshold is altered. And therefore it's difficult when you when you go and see a 
doctor for a pain-related issue, you're often asked to fill in a, a pain questionnaire. And that score will be, what's your pain today from one to 10? You know, one being I'm pain-free and 10 being you know, terrible. And I've, I've seen this clinically as a nurse and also in, in these clinics. And lots of people will say, oh, it's a 10. You know, it's a 10. And I think, is it? Because, you know, being slowly dipped into a vat of acid or having a bear chew your flesh off while you're alive, I'm guessing that's a 10. But you know, doing having, a podcast with your wife. Yeah, that is a twelve, Alex. Twelve. Doing yeah. a podcast with Mrs. ADHD, but having a having a bad back, you know, having you know, really really painful knees and 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 hips, because pain is subjective. I don't see it as being a linear scale. I think it's probably exponential. I think the difference between nine and ten is probably bigger than the difference between. Don't fucking do that. I do know what exponential means. <laughs> so I so whenever I I go and I've seen I've been so many appointments at the. The, the Royal Orthopaedic in Birmingham recently, I was actually told to increase my score. They were giving me some injections and they said, well, what's your pain like this morning? I went, it's probably a three. And they went, <laughs> I'd put eight down if I was you. I went, okay. Yeah. I thought eight, that's probably having my hand cut off or something. But but my, my whole... is such a classic West Midlands thing, James, that you do, that I hear. So I, I lived in Birmingham for a long time, never was a Brummie. But what I hear from Brummies is, are you all right? Are you happy? Oh, you know. Can't complain. Are you in pain now? Oh, could be worse. Yeah. Your hand's yeah. falling off. Yeah, but, you know, people have it worse than me. I honestly think this is your cultural background of not complaining. Yeah. I, I mean, it might be. I do complain, obviously, but it, but it, but it might be that. But I certainly, I feel I, I feel almost disingenuous saying when I'm in yeah. a lot of pain, oh, it's, it's an 8 out of 10, because I think, no, it can't be an 8 out of 10, even though it's, it's really painful. I'm 47, Alex. I have inherited from Robert from Kidderminster the shittest skeleton that one can inherit. He's had bilateral hip and knee replacements um, and arthritis and Paget's disease and all these issues, which I probably... Explains his handwriting. It really does. Um, and therefore, I've got arthritis in my, in my, my knees. Um, it's interesting because restless legs, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, is, is one of these issues related to pain, although it's not painful. I have... Um, periodic limb movement disorder which is the sexy thrusty thing i do at night but i also get restless legs which is a horrible thing to go through because you can't get to sleep if you've got this just urge to move and 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 kick out your legs and, and rub them against the the, the quilts so my relationship we're going to do a whole episode aren't we james on yeah. restless leg syndrome because it's yeah, hugely it's, linked it is can i do a spoiler alert it's yeah. not clear yet if it's if restless leg and ADHD are comorbid or if they're both a consequence of the sleeping yeah. problems that come with, but that, well, but, but it's going to be a what's, what's interesting as well, though, is, is the treatments for restless leg syndrome include dopaminergic drugs, yeah. the carbidopa and stuff like that. So dopamine again is, is involved with this. Um, fucking hell. I, I forgot what I was saying. Well done. You think you've, you've, de you've de <laughs> I did not No, Ah, yeah. Headaches. Now I, I get migraines, which we're going to do in another episode, but even a normal headache, that's not a migraine. I can't do anything. I have to go to bed and sit down. I've got a, I've got a headache. Whereas most people, Samantha, Mrs. ADHD, she will plow through with any pain that she's got, you know, full on flu and just feeling like you can't move. She'll go to work. I'm saying, I'm a sick day. No, no, I'm, I'm all right. Whereas I famously will drop out of any work-related activity if I've got a nail, which is slightly crooked. So my pain threshold is ridiculously low, even though I do live with kind of chronic pain every day. And I, kind of question to some extent how bad it is and often feel fraudulent when i go and see a gp or a surgeon thinking yeah but you know is is it just my low pain threshold or is it really painful so it's a it's something i live with every day 
parts of it are definitely related, I think, to my ADHD and parts are related to my shit genetics. How about you? And RSD as well with ADHD. You can't mm. like saying, oh, yes, I'm in a lot of pain. And then them go, yeah, I can see you're lying. God, or <laughs> not that they ever would, but the, you you think they might. Cause it's, Wait, it's, no, but, you, might be, no, but you, say, you say that, but I'm, I've had that said to me when I've been in, when I've had, so I, I, just to give you an insight into my back, I can't feel my left thigh. It's numb. When my back is particularly bad, I can't feel my jewels either. They go numb. And, and my toes go numb as well. And also i also get leg pain and neuropathic pain when a nerve is irritated is a fucking ball ache because there's practically nothing that can effectively stop it try heat try ice there are some horrible drugs like gabapentin which are just awful things to take and i've been to again to a surgeon when i've got absolutely crippling pain going down my leg and they've scanned my back did an mri and said well the nerve's not being irritated so we don't know why you've got that pain and you do feel like oh Okay, well, yeah. I'm, I'm a them because apparently, and this is this is the thing that a lot of doctors do. They treat the result or the scan and not the patient. So instead of saying, "Well, we've got to work out why you've got this pen," they just say, yeah. "Scan's fine. Off, off you, off you pop." Indeed. So I, I've known James for a long time. I've known his chronic pain. We've I've been there when he's had his operations, and I've seen him struggled, even though he's had to come to a meeting with me. And yet, I still just called him a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that reflects 20% badly on me. 20% on him. It is mostly it is mostly my fault. What about your your relationship with pain and your ADHD, Al? Interesting, because what it sounds like you're saying is some pains you don't recognize and some little ones you do. I have got yeah. a weird relationship with pain. And when I think about it through the ADHD lens, which I never used to do, I've started to understand myself a bit better. So I'm two hmm. things. One of them, actually, I am extremely pain resilient, like a Greek god, James. Greek god, I am. <laughs> like a golden um, god, and Dennis. The, the, other, <laughs> the other thing I am is a massive great wuss with zero mm. pain tolerance, like you. And the difference <laughs> is completely random. Yeah. As a couple of examples, I currently have a torn meniscus in my right knee and in my right knee, a torn um, MCL. I've got, mm -hmm. I've did them both at the same time and I just ignore it. I just swap running for cycling. And I carry on even like three days afterwards. I, I, you know, it's constantly, I can feel it. If I twist, I kind of drop to the floor and I just chuckle and get back up again <laughs> because some physical things I don't feel like other people. Ding. And because I'm not paying attention, I think. And here's the weird stuff. Yeah. If I have like a splinter or a little thing in my eye or mm. my blankie in bed isn't lying properly on me, <laughs> it physically hurts. <laughs> if I, And I can't think about anything else. Inappropriate my emotional blankie. reactions, both positive. I know. I thought you'd like blankie. <laughs> both too much and too little. It's mm. like my... And I th I think that it's possible. Not science clacks on. Um, I, DJ Derek Bowie. It's, I think that I'm having I have inappropriate emotional reactions to pain as well. Oh, that's interesting. I this could just be a me thing, but the more I talk to our community, this is what we pay attention to. And mm. I, one of our the guys on Discord, uh, Discord, sorry, our Discord channel said yesterday, ex, ex uh, services. He said he said, "Oh God, I've got." I've now got knees like soggy Kit Kats. <laughs> I really like that. It reminded me of you and your skeleton, James. Yeah, my rubbish skeleton. That I, uh, there's, Can we just dig into a little bit of that before we go to the game that I haven't yeah. written, obviously? Um, so the paying attention to it thing, I think, is interesting because I know that when yeah. I hyper-focus, 
which uh, we, we talked previously about it. there was one day in particular where i think i did 15 hours straight work from like four in the morning till whatever 15 hours after four o'clock is i can't work it out scholars insist it's impossible to i was sat down in a position that after that period of time my back was fucking killing me and it would have been hurting throughout that period but i absolutely didn't feel it which i think is yeah. fascinating that i was so so hyper focused singularly that i didn't drink i didn't eat i didn't get up and have a piss but i also didn't feel pain and i think that's fascinating and i don't know whether or not the different types of pain acute or chronic for example might be um sensed differently because of the fact that we can at different times pay attention to our body and at other times be utterly focused on something else yeah and there's 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 a few chemicals that are pain response substance p cgrp mm. and a few other ones in the brain and and they're not all the same all times interesting right i'm gonna have to make a game up on, on the fly now um <clears throat> if that's okay um well, i chose laptops last week didn't i you so did was, so you're gonna have was... to you're gonna have to have mums you're gonna have to have mums because that's the only one i've got <laughs> on the word document in front of me <laughs> that's a very good thing right so um Last week, Sam and I completely ADHD'd my mum's birthday. And I want you to work out the way in which we ADHD'd it. And there's two things in each option here. So we did. Because we, did, we didn't, you know, did or didn't do I haven't do got a working things. memory, right? Yes. But you can write things down. I've seen your horrible, scribbled, childish crayon handwriting. So did we call her on the wrong day and forget to get her a present? That's option one. Did we, option two, not charge the electric car, have to turn around because we were visiting her, jumped into the other car, but we left the presents in the electric car? Mm. Or did we get her a birthday card that was for fathers and a jumper that was not the right size, even after we've been given the size to get? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, right then, I have written it down. Well done. My crayon handwriting. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my normal technique of, yeah. which my winning, I think we can agree, technique <laughs> of saying, I don't think you got the wrong day because, because I think your mum's birthday is on Halloween and so you wouldn't forget that because Halloween is the only time you look normal in the street. <laughs> you <laughs> did turn it around into an insult. Well done, sir. Mm, yeah, I did. I think that it's not the electric car and using the other car because your other car is a child's pedal car, which <laughs> wouldn't get all the way to your mum's house. So I'm going to say father card and jumpers. Spectacularly wrong. Oh, um, I know. I thought you were going to get this one. Yeah, we didn't charge. The, oh, we, we charged it, but for some reason it didn't charge the electric car. And we didn't check when we got in. So we drove just before, luckily, the motorway. I looked and it's got 40 miles in it. And that's more than the distance there and back. So I was like, oh, can you text her? We'll go back and we'll jump in the Mini. So we drove back and I rush hour traffic, got out, jumped in the Mini, forgetting that A, the Mini didn't have a license plate on the back. And then B, that we'd left the presence in the electric car. So then we drove off again, rush hour traffic, just about get to the motorway and it clicked in my head. Where are the presents? In the car. So we had to message her and say, we'll come tomorrow night because we've just fucked everything up. You really have. And yep. I fucked up the answer. I didn't get to choose. I wouldn't have chosen that one. So it doesn't count. But what do you mean you didn't get to choose? You chose option three. Yeah, but I used to get two choices of 
So you had, and you forgot to write a second one. Oh fuck off! I mean, that's that's yeah, just, that is agree that's, to disagree. That's, agree that doesn't uh, count. Pathetic. Anyway, on on again on that. I'd have definitely those. chosen dads. Yep. Right then, <laughs> dads. <laughs> Ding. Um, it's time for a break. Thank God. We'll come back in part three mm. for some top smunk trumpeting. See you then. Hello, welcome back to episode 57 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. Top 10 in Great Britain's <laughs> charts for mental health podcasts. Do you like that? Still? Unbelievably. Uh, we're talking everything ADHD and pain. And as always, in part deux, we do personal reflections. Just me and James this year, which is why we're like racing through the script. James. Oh, it's part three. <laughs> Amazing. James. <laughs> But we're spunk trumpeting, aren't we? Top tips. We are. We are your, spunk, as usual, probably dreadful yeah. top tips for pain and pain but, management with ADHD. Po- yeah, pointless and in no way helpful. So um, it's really interesting in, in medical circles, Alex, that it's pretty well accepted that um, pain and pain relief is n- not something we are good at. As a, as a system of you know both clinicians, pharmaceutical companies, for example, the over reliance on opioids, which are not effective for chronic pain. I was on dihydrocodeine for twelve years for my back, got addicted. Did you to have it, a shit? I I, I shot once a year, and it was incre- of incredible Regular volume and, and consistency. Um, yeah. But I got addicted to them because they're an opioid, and then I realized they started giving me migraines. I was getting 15, 16 migraines a month and had to stop and went literally went through cold turkey. I remember giving a talk at the British Science Festival, and I was sweating and shaking like a shitting dog while I was giving this talk to about 200 people in the middle of a week of awfulness. And that's one of the big issues with pain is that we, we don't know how to manage it effectively in many different cases, whether it's fibromyalgia, whether it's arthritis, whether it's just having a low pain threshold and needing to not be in pain. And one of the issues, again, with these painkillers, particularly with the ones which are stronger in rabbit ears, is that side effects can often be worse than the pain itself. So we are not good, medically speaking, at um, treating pain. But that being said pain is real pain is debilitating and it's something that often people who've never had chronic pain but back pain is a great example if you've never had chronic back pain and a colleague of yours at work has um chronic back pain then often what one of the um, attitudes you may often see is one of yeah really or they just swing in the lead whereas actually once you've been in chronic pain and you understand it you don't often give that reaction um, and if ADHD is causing a change in the perception of pain, whether it's an increased or decreased pain threshold or, or, or tolerance, that means it's something that should be considered in the workplace, by friends and family. What I'll say, because this is meant to be top tips and not just blathering yeah, what shit. Was your, what was your tip there? Fuck off. Don't just, take I was saying, no, I was saying painkillers are rubbish. I'm getting to it, Alex. I'm getting oh, okay. to my I tip. Like it. Good. And that is that actually there are alternative ways of managing pain which may or may not work, particularly in ADHD. So we know that for some types of pain, whether it's muscle pain, that, that there are specific exercises that you can you can do. Um, shout out to Mofo Body Mechanic on uh, Instagram, um, Aaron, because he does some great work on rehabilitation from injuries and pain. But we know that massage can help. Some relaxation techniques, including things like, um, I, can, I could never do this, guided imagery, um, hypnosis, 
can work in some individuals biofeedback which is where you actually measure the activity in the brain and and kind of change your behavior based on that activity breathing techniques um it's interesting because i'm going to say acupuncture even though it doesn't have a strong evidence base um there oh, are shit. some i don't know there are some studies with in like acupuncture journals which state that it is effective but if it works even if it's a placebo effect if it works for you but in the cochrane review james on back pain it specifically yeah. doesn't work even placebo oh, yeah. so i would say that for that it's no i i, I the other, I, the other I, hippie I, shit i'm fine with yeah that's that and that's fair enough i completely get that's fair enough M moving is generally good for lots of different types of pain particularly yeah. arthritis so keeping physically active um, making sure your weight is well managed and making sure that that movement um you know comes in a variety of different forms even things like tai chi can be really helpful and then finally again because trying to to avoid saying just take painkillers because largely they're, they're shit and, and damaging there are some natural painkillers we know that turmeric is as effective as um, ibuprofen for example Really? um yeah for, for back pain is that or for for inflammation it, it it works exactly wow. the same way cox2 inhibitor mate and there is evidence that it's as effective at, at doing that um so if you don't want to take painkillers there are some supplements which have evidence based that they can help with pain and we did an episode on this a while back there are some strains of what you hilariously i'll call wacky backy which um are the evidence isn't great, but there is some evidence that cannabinoids can be effective in treating chronic pain. And I'm not saying go out and buy weed and smoke it. I'm saying, government, please deregulate cannabis for medical use at a faster rate so people who are in chronic pain can get treatment for that pain. Um, what about you, Al? What are your top tips? Um, I have a question first. What, yeah. What's it like trying to do those alternative ones that take a while, well, like I, guided breathing, meditation, if you've yeah, got I, ADHD brain? I mean, I, I couldn't. Simple, simple as yeah. that. I, I, I also imagine really. I also believe I'm resistant to hypnosis. And actually, my sister uh, did a, a course, a trained to be a hypnotist, and she made an interesting point. Actually, people with ADHD do dissociate. And one of the things, apparently, when you're taught how to be a hypnotist, if people say, oh, I can't be hypnotized, is to ask them, have you ever driven somewhere and got there and thought, I can't remember the journey, which is literally every journey for me. And I don't know if that's in an ADHD, someone kind of disassociation, mind wandering, as opposed to being able to go into a state and still function. But I couldn't do any of them. I can't do mindfulness. I can't do meditation, even though you can be mindful in doing other activities. Yeah. But we are all different. And some people can. Clearly, it, I mindfulness can, I has been yeah. shown. Yeah, it's been shown to be an effective way at helping people deal with their ADHD symptoms. But for me, not a fucking chance. I've been looking a lot into hypnotherapy because I'm uh, massively skeptical, but I know it's helped people or, mm. or they feel it has. And um, there's an eye roll test. Have you seen this? If you look up and if your eyes roll back into your head, apparently it's much more likely to be effective for you. I no tried to find a, a Cochrane review of that, but couldn't. So I'm still looking. <laughs> anyone has one. Right. I've got a top tip, really. I've got two. One is mm. don't let anyone tell you it's all in the mind. And the reason for that isn't because isn't what people think it is. It's this: all pain's all in the mind, all of it. Mm. If anybody says to you, "Oh, yours is oh, just you know, it's all in the mind," all pain is all in the mind. If you just pinch yourself on your arm now, and I would like you to, if you did, you're solely feeling that in your mind, not in your arm. You don't feel anything in your arm, even though we think we do. So every sensation, every perception of pain and the processing is in your mind. So people can fuck off with that. So whatever you're feeling is real. Um, 
my other tip is to quickly remember that if you have got pain, it's often a hint that something is wrong. Mm. That RSD of worrying about bothering people or being accused of hypochondria, that isn't your friend if you've got pain. If you've had pain for a little while, don't wait months. Go to a doctor, a proper doctor, not James. <laughs> I think I, just, just to add to that, I, I don't know what the evidence is on this, but anecdotally, um, from the men in my life, Alex Ding, um, the men in my life are often much worse at admitting they're in pain and seeking out help for this. Um, and what I'd say is, again, don't feel that it's in any way diminishing to be in pain. If you're in pain, as as Cockface said, it sometimes means there's a problem. So even though the NHS is stretched, at least, you know, have a chat with somebody, if, particularly if that pain is chronic and persistent. Okay. Product recommendation of the week, and this was uh, taken out of the alternative pain, so we can recommend it. And that's a tens machine for pretending you're pregnant. It says there, Alex, <laughs> which you obviously added. So there is actually evidence that tens machines, transcutaneous and electronic nerve stimulation machines, can work for some types Doesn't of pain. They and they definitely have helped me with my neuropathic back pain. So you can now get them cheap as chips. I have I have a wireless one, um, which is a little bit more expensive, but it means I'm not attach a load of wires um so give that a go if you're in pain it can help like i say with lots of different pain types thankfully that's the end now that was episode 57 apparently of the adhd adults podcast where we talked about adhd and pain as usual if you've for some weird reason enjoyed this episode why not support the show in the charity as otherwise alex is going to have to auction off one of his hats as an emergency life raft which will fit probably about 16 people in because i've got um, a big round head is that why yeah yeah massive 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 swollen round head right um, thank you as usual contact us on the socials or through our discord community if you've got any questions and we'll see you on thursday i guess till then bye bye all Shush, bye Dave. daisy <laughs> <laughs> Trigger warning, Klaxon. Klaxon, 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 big Klaxon. Trigger warning, Klaxon. Klaxon, Klaxon, Klaxon.